Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Frank Ford is joining me again on the show. Frank, how are you doing? If I'm back, you know what that means. We had a competition recently. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. And there's a, a, a lot to talk about with that competition yes. and a lot of a lot of happy moments at this competition. I was uh, I mean, I'm always on like a cloud nine after a competition either way, because it's always just like a big party. It's a lot of fun. It's what we do in the gym is to get to the competition. Like uh, the gym is the dark dungeon. The competition is the party. And you're always on that high after the party. But uh, it was a great day. So I'm excited to talk about all those highs. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It was a it was a great day. You know, team did well. Um, you know, you had uh, you had a lot going on with the refing and um, you know the the team and um, it was the zone championship. You know, in your zone, so you were doing your exactly your duties and everything. And you know, I I had my team and I lifted and it was uh you know a lot going on. So it was a it was a crazy day and it all kind of came together. I don't think it could have went much better. So. No, no, it's uh, it's one of those things I wouldn't change anything that happened, you know, yeah. other than maybe if I could tweak a couple bomb outs here and that, you know, like you always want to see things go the other way for people, you know, so um, yeah, but hey, for, for our team, we didn't we didn't have any. So, no, nope. good for us. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, first, before we talk about the Capital District Open mm -hmm. uh, right off the bat, anyone listening, just in case they don't make it to the end of the show. I want to encourage everybody to head on over to Instagram and follow sauna weightlifting on Instagram because you've just launched a channel for your team. And also while you're at it, follow Adirondack weightlifting because I started up a channel for my zone, which I, I don't think I've talked about this before on the show, really outside of uh, an interview here and there, but uh, I am the uh, regional governor of the Adirondack zone of New York state for our local weightlifting committee or our LWC. And that's just a community page that I set up where I'm in the process of doing some athlete interviews and also gathering videos and photos to just promote local lifters in this area and events and just grow the sport in this area and just have fun with it. So uh, but back to Sona weightlifting, talk on that a little bit. You got your, your page there showing off some of your lifters. Yeah. Yeah. It was something I've been planning on doing for a little bit. Um, you know, going to the meet was a good chance to get some um, good photos and videos of where, where the team's at now. Um, you know, some, some real recent uh, content and, and, and recent updates about where, where everybody's at at the moment. So I was able to share that. Um, you know, my plan is, you know, to kind of introduce everybody on the team, you know, everybody that um, competes, everybody that doesn't compete, you know, try and try and get, you know, everybody uh that that lifts with us and trains with us and competes with us and everybody that's affiliated with our team and is on our team um get it out there and you know hopefully that that brings in more people so people can see that these are regular people like you and me you know I, i've been trying to highlight the fact that you know we've got everybody from teachers to um engineers and and uh you know stacy our most recent one she's a human resources manager we've got attorneys we've got you know, um, stay at home moms and, and people like that. So, you know, everybody from all walks of life and we all come together and, and lift weights and that's what it's about. So, and everybody, you know, competes or, or finds some reason within themselves to, to come in and lift those weights, you know, whether it's a platform or a, you know, a personal reason, you know, so yeah, 
you know, it's, um, it's, you know, that's just kind of what the platform is right now and just share with everybody and um, you know, hopefully people like it and, you know, we'll be going a little bit deeper and I plan on doing some highlights on, you know, the coaches as well, myself, Tracy, you know, get a little info about us out there. And then from there, just let the, let the page kind of do its own thing and just share training and progress. A lot like what you do with, with your, with our team, the, the Albany team. Yeah. It's uh, you never know who's going to be watching and might come across that video on a hashtag or it just pops up in their feed mm-hmm. and it might, might inspire somebody to pick up the barbell. So I think it's a, it's a great thing. Every team, every gym should have pages and post stuff. Cause uh, like I said, you never know who's looking and for you guys. And I know for us as well, uh, Miguel made this comment a while ago. He said that our Instagram page and also kind of the podcast a little bit, because we keep doing these recap shows mm-hmm. are like photo albums. They're like time capsules. Yeah. And it's fun to like look at a block of <laughs> videos because everybody's video gets put up and then see like a bunch of training videos in between. And then another block of videos from a competition. And you just kind of see the progress. You see the updates. You see what medals are won, how the totals are going up, or maybe if they didn't and just kind of see the evolution of the team. And I think it's important for everybody because it's nice to be able to look back on that. You know, I know, you know, not everybody enjoys their early videos, you know, Uh, but it's good to look back at it and just be like, man, that's where I started. Here's where I am now. And then if you're someone like yourself, who's getting into coaching, being able to show your athletes like, Hey, look, here's where I started. Here's where I am now. And then maybe your athletes scroll through our entire feed which is a lot of videos, but they also see like, look at all the work Frank's done. Look at all the workshops done. Haley, Renee, everyone. It's just a, a cool thing to document. And I love doing it. You know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And especially I'm glad that I was able to find the time to do it now instead of waiting for the team to be a year old, you know, and lose all that opportunity to kind of capture some of that progress. You know, I've already probably missed so much in the first just couple months because they're improving like crazy. Um, you know, so I just wanted to get on it now and, you know, all the questions of, you know, and, and confidence issues and stuff like that, that we might run into now, you know, and they're going to, they're going to build on that and then be able to look back and be like, I can't believe I was so worried, you know, competitions are so fun and look how far my technique has come and, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun to do and it's very rewarding and it's worth it. And it's like a, it's a small, tiny piece of, of coaching. I feel too. You know, cause I have my own philosophies on like, you know, like if, if, if I'm filming someone in the room when they're going for a PR, I feel like it puts a little extra pressure on the cameras on and maybe, you know, you go for it. Maybe you don't. Uh, one thing that I do wish that I would have done from the beginning and I still don't do it now. Maybe I should is maybe I should hold on to the miss videos as well. Like I've got a Dropbox. So like normally I go through and I delete them all. So there might be like, there might be like five videos of Schaff going after a PR and maybe we didn't get it that day. But like, I kind of feel regret not keeping them or not keeping some of them. So I might start actually holding on to them and maybe in batches every quarter or something kind of post up a compilation of misses and stuff and be like, look, this isn't all fun and games that you guys only see the PRs on our channel. Here's all the other stuff that we battle through. Well, it's true. It's true. You know, a lot of people, I, I've even gotten the comment, you know, directly to me, you know, do you only post PRs or, you know, it, it makes it look so easy when every post is you improving, you know, doing better and better and better. And it's like, it's hard not to want to post those things, right? Like yeah. you want to share your successes and your, and your triumphs and, and not focus on the negatives, but it is, it is good to look back 
and and you learn like I've been going through with my guys like when you send me videos to to help you with your technique I don't just want makes you know there was a point there where I'm like do do we never miss like all I'm seeing is made lifts like which are great but we learn from the misses like that those are opportunities that that I want to see you know why did we miss right don't be embarrassed about missing we're going to miss a lot of lifts it happens you know yeah, like the, just the other day, you sent me your makes. Uh, you made a hundred on the snatch complex we've been working on recently, and then you sent me a couple of videos on the misses. And I think I commented more on the misses than the make. The make is like, all right, cool. I'm glad you did it. You know, awesome. Uh, that was the goal of the day. And if there's anything to draw from it, cool. Um, but then the rest of it's like, well, what went wrong on the other ones, and why didn't we get this on the first try, or the second try, or the third time? You know, so it's yeah. it's important stuff and. I guess my comment to anyone who would maybe criticize posting only PRs is I also, I do look at it though, as like a photo album. So if you think about it, you know, if you take a bunch of photos at a family event and you have your photo album, you don't put the, the photos that came out crappy in the main sleeve, you know, when you're sitting down with the kids and looking through it and all the memories, you post all the good stuff. And then you might have the negatives and the other ones off to the side. Uh, and, I do want to include some of those, you know, misses and stuff, but I don't think I would post them like as regularly as I do other things too, because that just makes sense, you know, yeah. and it would make sense if everybody did it, but not everybody's doing it. So it's like anyone who complains is like, all right, you like to complain maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's always yeah. haters, right? Haters going to hate. And we'll just keep setting PRs, Frank, like we did at this meet at the Capital District Open. So let's, so yeah, in, in summation, follow Sona Weightlifting on Instagram and get all the updates on Frank's team at Sona Weightlifting and CrossFit Sona. And also follow Adirondack Weightlifting so you can see all the cool stuff that's going to be popping up on that soon too. Uh, now for the Capital District Open, first shout out to Darren and Jenna and the rest of the CrossFit Schenectady crew and the Capital District Weightlifting crew for putting on an amazing event. It was a fantastic meet. It was a lot of fun. The energy was so high. You know, uh, it, it, we couldn't have asked for any better. Uh, it was great to have the crew from downstate come up, the Long Island Weightlifting Club and some of the other leadership uh, uh, people in the local weightlifting committee, such as the president was there, Chris. Uh, Zone 2 Governor Joe Rodriguez was there. So it was just great to see everybody come up and support this meet and work at it and coach at it and ref and do all that stuff. And it was really, you know, a lot of meets that I've been to have a, a community feel because we're all just getting together and we're, we're, we happen to be a part of the weight, local weightlifting community. But this really did feel like the community coming together and working it with them. You know, like Joe Rodriguez was in the chair, ref in a couple sessions and he's coaching and he's giving advice here and there. You know, it was just great to see everybody from the community come together and help to run the meet and support the meet in every possible way. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great event. It was uh, so many um, different teams. You know, a lot of times you, you would think that um, an event like this right after, you know, COVID starting to let up, maybe not a lot of people are signing up, but I mean, the meet sold out very quickly. Um, a lot of different teams showed up. So it wasn't just like two or three clubs that filled it up. It was, it was a lot of different teams from all over the place. So it was really cool. Um, I was happy to see some old faces that I haven't seen in a while. 
you know, so that was fun too. Um, and it was, I was super excited to get uh, my team some experience at a, at a big meet. You know, we did the smaller meet at your gym um, not that long ago. And uh, it was good to get them the full experience with, with the, uh, you know, a, a bigger meet with more people and more competitors and, um, you know, kind of get a feel for how, how bigger meat flows. People are, are hungry for competition. And mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going on the CrossFit side of things with competition and running events, but for weightlifting, like this meet was, was sold out. And there were so many people, like you said, from all over the area and even outside of this local area who came out to do it. And the meet that we're putting on at Albany CrossFit and Albany CrossFit Barbell Club, ACBC Summer Bar Slam, we're halfway through signups right now. I need to make a post on it because we're at about halfway. I'm only taking 60 lifters. So we're at about 30. And the majority of them are, are female athletes too, which is, I don't know if that's normal for an event like this as I've never ran one, but I, I'm kind of wondering where the guys are at. You know, this might be, uh, there might be like one very small men's session and then several very large ladies sessions. And I got to talk to someone on how to even run that. Uh, but people are ready to compete. And if anything, the ladies are ready to compete. They're ready to throw down. It's awesome to see. Yeah, yeah I know um, the, the minute I posted it, I know a bunch of my girls signed up. Um, so they're they're ready to go. They're itching. The, you know, we were on our way home from the last one and they're asking about when the next one is. And, you know, as a coach, that's, you know, what else can you ask for? Not much, not much else. I mean, I've been through many a spell of pulling teeth to get people to do meets and now it's getting easier and easier. So really it's like, I feel like every time I throw up a meet, I'm always like ready for the resistance, right? I'm ready for a fight. And now the fight's not coming. And I'm like, well, I got my fist up. I'm like, well, what? no one wants to argue about it a little bit even, you know? So, but it's a, it's a good problem to have. So, yeah. yeah, we, you know, I was expecting a lot more pushback when we started the team and, you know, um, I told Stacy, um, one of my lifters, I was like, I'm gonna have to make you like the sign up captain for meets because it seems like she's usually the first one to jump in. And then everybody's right there, right behind her. And they, you know, then, then they get a little bit of a wave of signups. So she usually kicks it off for me. Yep. And they're, they're already signed up for summer bar slam. Uh, I believe our ladies are signed up for summer bar slam and Jeff signed up. So it's going to be 59 yep. ladies lifting and, and Jeff. Jeff. Yep, just one, one, one lifter, one session. Make sure I sign up quick, so at least I can, uh, you know, try and give them a break here and there. You know, it's it's a. Uh, I need to ask someone because it is an interesting question. Because what if I, I someone launches a meet, and it really does happen that way? Like, uh, let's say uh, fifty six ladies sign up for the meet, and four men sign up. How do you break down a session like that? How do you how do you run that meet? That's just an, uh, something that I, I wonder if it does happen. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you don't expect it to happen. And you're like, well, nothing like that could possibly or something. Yeah. So I don't know, just something random. If anyone out there listening knows or knows of that occurring, let me know. And if not, I hope it happens at our meet. So we're the first one. Yeah. So it'd be, so it'd be cool. Cool that way. Yeah. And then we'll tell people how to do it. Exactly. Now I want to kind of go into now uh, just how the team did for Albany Cross Barbell Club. And then if you want to speak on how your team did as well, and we'll just try to draw some learning experiences from it. Uh, Cause you know, we're all still, we're all still learning. You know, I've coached at many meets. I'm still learning. I still make mistakes. I still have successes. My team is still growing and gaining experience and you guys are doing the exact same thing. So let's see what we can pull out of this 
to get a little bit better for next time and hopefully help someone listening. Yeah, for sure. So just general stats, you know, <laughs> I like to brag about the stats. Uh, we made as a team for Albany CrossFit Barbell Club, we made 17 out of 24 attempts, which is pretty darn good. Uh, we'll talk about the guy that helped keep our percentage boosted up there. Uh, uh, we had some good contributors to that. Uh, so we made a lot of attempts. Uh, for PRs, we set well over 20 PRs. I know on Instagram, I said 20, but really I think it's more than that because there's so many things that you could draw a PR from, whether it be opening heavier than you did before. And then if you opened heavier, then that might probably means your second attempt is your heaviest ever second attempt. And I like to go crazy with the PRs. So all of those are PRs in my book. Uh, and they're all, they're, they're all like, um, you know, like a pegboard. Yeah. So I, I, it's almost like each of those PRs are a, a hole on the pegboard, right? Yeah. And you have to keep putting in the stick to keep climbing up it. And all the way at the top is whatever the ultimate goal is. So each of those uh, heaviest first, second, third attempt for both lifts, that's six PRs you could possibly yeah. bank right there, plus making the lifts, you know. And then I guess uh, here's something I'll, before I keep going, I'll ask you as a question. If, is it a PR? If you put a weight on the bar that you've never attempted before in competition, you don't make it, but you attempted it. Does that count as some kind of a personal, it's your, the heaviest lift that you've ever missed in competition, or am I getting too crazy with it now? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would label it like specifically a PR, but I mean, yeah, it's definitely, if it's, I mean, you could, it's definitely the heaviest lift you've attempted. It's stepping outside your comfort zone, right? Something, yeah. You're pushing that you're pushing the, uh, the boundaries so you know there's something to be said for that for sure all right cool all right then i'm just not crazy one i was thinking about that earlier today we're like, both nuts but that's fine all right so <laughs> well over 20 prs we earned two bronze medals one silver medal and one gold medal so pretty darn good outing for the day uh i want to start with uh, any thoughts on that on just like the stats well i mean it, it's just it's it's exactly what you show up for you know we show up we train hard we bust our butts and then we show up and perform on game day, you know, yeah. so, I mean, it's a representation of all the hard work that everyone put in, including you as the coach. And, you know, it's, we, we said this before when we talked about Schaff, um, a few episodes that I, uh, when I was on a few, a few times ago, and we talked about Schaff, um, maybe it was after the, the meet we did at your gym. Um, and just saying like, we expect things out of certain people, you know, like, like yeah. he expects me to go up and hit a certain lift or expects shop to show up and hit a lift. You know, I think we're at the point where, you know, with the whole team, Renee and Haley, like we just expect them to make lifts, you know? So it, it was, we, it's what we trained for and it's what we showed up to do. And I didn't expect anything less. I'm just really proud that we came through the way we did. Yeah. And, you know, I think logging the statistics for your team, is important, you know, knowing, you know, having like a, like a spreadsheet that shows like what everyone has incrementally done for openers, second attempts, third attempts, and how are we pushing the boundaries as a team? Every meet is our average going up or are we missing a lot of lifts? Uh, and if we are missing a lot of lifts, are we still getting on the podium or not? You know, are we having success? And you might miss a lot of lifts and your average might go down, but you might still be having success, right? So it's, it's good to be able to look at all of that. And I, like I said earlier, like the Instagram page is kind of like a photo album where we can look back and reminisce and also see the progress. 
I also use it a lot for coaching, like uh, in prepping for me, I'll look back at these numbers, you know, the openers, the misses, the totals, all that stuff. It's kind of documented right here. And then I'll also watch the videos. That's like the best part too. When I'm trying to make a decision on, well, what should we open you at? What should we open Shaf at? Where do I want to end him? Where like, are we going to try to make a lift that we missed last time? I'll look at the lifts and I'll see, well, how close were we? All right, that was two months ago. I think we're closer. I think we can do this. So from a coaching standpoint, those videos are really helpful for me because if I didn't have them, I'm just going off of memory, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's definitely good to uh, keep track of that. I mean, I do it personally on my spreadsheet. I track every meet. I have all yeah. the challenges of how many first attempts I've made, how many second attempts, third attempts for each lift and, and for, you know, and then I break it down to total percentages of snatches that I've made. And, and I know like I need to be better on my, you know, third attempt snatch. I need to make more of those lifts. I, I you know, I miss too many. Um, yeah. I've got to take smarter jumps, you know, things like that. And it translates, you know, we made that adjustment and we'll get into it in a, in a few minutes about, you know, how that adjustment helped. So, yeah. And it's, it's a, uh, it's low hanging fruit from a coaching perspective. You know, it's like you can promote your team, you can celebrate your team's success, and you can document important information that you can look at later. And it's it, when I'm looking at the, uh, you know, in the weeks meeting leading up to a meet, and I'm looking at the videos from our last couple meets, I'm looking at game footage, right? You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's almost like, the, you know, like really the only thing that we're not doing is we're all not getting together in a singular room and I don't have a projector up and we're like analyzing like one of Renee's lifts, like, okay, so here's what went wrong on this lift. You know, like that's the only thing we're not doing, you know, and that's what they do in other sports, right? Like in football. Do maybe. Huh? Now that you mention it, you know, a little, a little uh, film session with the team, you know, might be a fun, a fun way to kill some time. Yeah, that, that, that would be fun, you know, like throw up, you know, like, the, all right, let's look at Frank's last couple's snatch sessions and really break it down and see what we can change for later. And, and hey, maybe someone else has an idea, right? Like maybe someone sees something. Someone's like, hey, Frank, you close your eyes on, you know, when the bar gets to your knees on every lift. And I'm like, holy crap, we never noticed that, you know, yeah. who knows? You know, that's the, you know, you don't need a coach to point something out, right? Yeah. Or to be able to make a, 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 an observation, mm -hmm. right? So like you said, every team and every gym has lawyers, doctors, very smart people who mm -hmm. can like have an opinion that can help you. So yeah, uh, that that's what it means to be on a team, right? You know, like you have your coach, but like your coach is like doing a lot of managing, making sure everybody on the team is taken care of, but then the team needs to take care of itself too. Yeah, for sure. So important stuff there. Uh, let's talk about Renee. So mm -hmm. Renee was uh, the first person to get a total in the books at the meet for the team. She made three out of six lifts. Heaviest snatch was 47 kilos, which was a lifetime and competition PR. Uh, heaviest clean and jerk was 68 kilos, not a PR, but it contributed to a total. Uh, she totaled 115 kilos, which she's hit a couple times now. She's, we're getting really good. We've been joking around at hitting 115, and it's going to feel great when we finally break that. Yeah. And um, she also set a lifetime PR of 71 kilos on the clean and jerk. And here's another thing about the video, Frank. Uh, I, I told her this. I'm like, I feel like we were robbed on that 71 kilos. I kind of I kind of agree with you as well. I, I look back at it. I, I think you and I were kind of talking after the meet. And I, I went back and I looked at that and I was like, oh, man, that looked 
I don't know. There was there was more questionable lifts that got white lights than that one. So there were. I I, I know. I I, I contributed to some of that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, the judges' word is final, and there's unfortunately we don't have juries at at local meets, but you know, I. I for her it it's definitely no question she should count that as a new pr yes yes and that that's one of those things where it's like uh, you know me i'll count a pr if you press the shit out of that bar because like if, if you put 182 over your head we're not counting that as a pr we're not going to celebrate that you're telling no that's yeah. a pr right so it's like it's always funny to me when people are like no 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 that that shouldn't count it's like well if you if it if it was a certain number i bet you would count it so really why not count all the numbers Right. But I feel like that would be a lift that she hit that had there been a jury, there at least would have been some murmurs. There would have maybe been a slight conversation and they would have looked at it for sure. At, at I believe at some of those international competitions, like worlds coaches can challenge too, right? Yes. Yeah. I would have challenged that. Oh, I would have thrown that card down okay. or I would have, or I would have politely handed it to someone who I'm supposed <laughs> to hand it to, you know, although I feel like throwing it down is more fun. Yeah. Well, you know, depends that, on who you're throwing it down in front of. Well, that, that that should be the thing. If if a coach is, wouldn't that be a fun aspect to add to local competition? If a coach was able to somehow challenge and you go back and look at video and you just film all the lifts and you get a red bean bag and you, you're assigned to uh, to challenge is to lob it onto the platform. <laughs> or throw it at the center judge. Well, yeah, 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 I feel like you wouldn't want that to happen. And if you lob it on the platform and it misses, you lose the challenge. Yeah. If yeah, you can't, if you won. can't get it on, on rules that USAW would come out with, with challenge. Oh, forget it. It'd yeah. Be- well, I mean, like if you can't get it on a 12 by 12 foot <laughs> platform, you don't yeah. deserve to make the challenge anyway. So it would be no good or something. I don't know. Exactly. But you know, great job for Renee, you know, technically if that would have went through, we would have broken that 115 kilo mark and you know, she takes it on stride. You know, she was laughing about it. She's happy about it. She's very positive. And her mindset going into this meet was full send. I mean, we, we opened at 45 kilos, which is what we opened with at spring cleaning. It's literally right at the cusp of her PR. Her old PR was 46 kilos. So we're opening one kilo under her best ever. And we had to kind of reconstruct her lifting in the weeks between spring cleaning and capital district open, she got new weightlifting shoes. It's a bigger heel. It threw a lot of stuff off, which, you know, you make an equipment change like that, especially at this early in her development as a weightlifter, it, it can throw a lot of things off. Like the pull was all off. We had to really go much lighter than we thought for quite a long time. And, you know, missing some sessions here and there, doing some hiking, things like that. And uh, it was good that we were able to come in and make the opener and I believe we had two attempts at 47 and we got it on the third one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the thing about Renee too. Is like she doesn't care about the result um, if it's not what she wants, because she's just going to turn around and sign up for another meet. So what's, what's the point of getting all upset when, you know, meets over, it's done with anyway, you know, win or lose, like she's not going to celebrate a win for too long and she's not going to get too low on the, on a bad one because she's just turning around and signing up for another one anyway. So all eyes are on, on August for her. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I would like to see her hit 50. And mm-hmm. I think the goal at summer bar slam is to put 50 on the bar. Like she's, 
she's due for that type of a weight. You know, she's more than strong enough. She's more than athletic enough. It's just uh, if we can uh, continue to train hard and tie up some things on the pole, I, I think she's good for 50 right now. So yeah. uh, that would definitely be, you know, a couple months out right now, a doable goal. And I need to correct myself. Uh, she actually missed the opener at 45, made it on her second attempt, and then hit 47. And that was really, that was the goal with her the entire time, uh, is we need to hit 45, get an opener on the board, and then we're going for a PR. No matter what happened, 47 was going on the bar at this meet. And it was the same thing with her, um, her clean and jerk. We opened at 68, and then we immediately went to PR at 71. We missed it, quote, missed it. And then we went up, we went 72. It's like, well, if you pretty much made 71 and we were robbed, let's just go, like, why do it again? Like, why like why not give her an opportunity to PR again and in increase her PR to 72? And yeah. we got the clean, we just missed the jerk. Sure. Yeah, it's... um. I agree with you. You know, I mean, you were there, you hit it. It was like, why, why take it again? You know, let's, let's just go for, let's just go for the new PR. You yeah. know, I think it's just one of those things where it was unlucky and you knew she had it, you know, and a one kilo jump is, you know, very, it's the smallest jump you can take. So might yeah. as well push it. If you just clean it up a little bit and, and hit it. You know. And well, and, and if you think about it too, from a coaching perspective, we're not trying to qualify for anything, which if we were, if we're, if we were going into this meet with the goal of qualifying for AO or anything else, then I might've had a different mindset about it. But once she hits 71 and I'm like, Hey, that's a good lift. And then they said, that's not a good lift. And I'm like, you guys are wrong. That was a good lift. How much of a wasted attempt would it have been to do that again? You know, it's like, well, all right, well, like if she let's go up a kilo and she might get it and that just increases our total by one more or if she doesn't okay at least we went for it anyways you know like we had fun with it, it i feel like for me it would have been a wasted attempt to repeat 71 yeah i, I totally agree with you it, it, it was it doesn't make any sense to take that again in, in that situation yeah and you know now we know we can hit that you know we it's a a, a confidence boost as well and she cleaned 72 which is the, the heaviest she's clean. And she wasn't too far off on the jerk for that. So I think it was hopefully a little bit of an eye-opener for her. I'm like, hey, things are moving on this clean and jerk. Like, yeah, it feels heavy, which it always does. It never oh, doesn't. Yeah. Um, so great job there, Renee. Awesome. Positive, positive attitude and an outstanding performance. Uh, next up, we got Haley. Haley uh, made four out of six lifts. Best snatch of 64 kilos best clean and jerk 75 kilos and a 139 kilo total. All three of those are competition PRs. She took second place in the ladies 76 kilo class. And as a bonus, uh, her 61 kilo snatch and her 72 kilo clean and jerk opener were opener PRs. So there's, there's yeah. those opener PRs again. Uh, so here she is starting a competition heavier than she's ever done in competition this is a possibly nerve-wracking scenario you know i personally have done many meets where i've opened with weights that are under what my best openers were you know just to kind of get a, a weight on the on the, the the scoreboard right um mm -hmm. or like it's a weight that i've opened with before and like i'm still playing some sort of a game right you know like i'm like all right i want to go from 70 75 80 
and I always start at seven. Like it's like everyone has those jumps that they take. So, but she's going into this completely blind. And I think that shows guts on opening heavier than you ever have before on both lifts. So this is going to be a, 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 a tough situation, especially if we miss them, but she didn't. No, no, she did. She did great. And that, like you said, it's a huge mental game. I've done it a lot. Like I usually try and push my opener every meet. Um, you know, there's been once or twice where I've, you know, duplicated an opener from a previous meet or, or whatever, but most meets I try and push my opener and it's a scary thing when you're playing with new numbers, you know, we're not at the level of these, um, super elite, uh, lifters that, that are hanging within one or two kilos of a usual opener. You know, we don't have a usual opener. We're always trying to push and, um, you know, so you're constantly living in that, that state of the unknown and it can be a scary thing. And, and when you go out and, and not only do you hit that opener and then you hit another one, you know, it just builds the confidence that, you know, next time we can go even further. So, yeah. And something that I've been doing with her Schaff and Miguel and, and others is it's, it's been a slow March forward. And we've been doing enough meets where it's like, okay, at spring cleaning, we opened at 60 kilos. So at Capital District Open, we'll open at 61 kilos. Mm -hmm. And then we'll make a, a reasonable jump. And that reasonable jump will be another competition PR because that next weight will be heavier than you've gone in competition before. So it's just all about just moving the needle forward just a little bit. And I expect that we're going to do so many meets that why do we need to rush it now? You know, especially at a meet like this where we're not, uh, again, trying to qualify for anything. We don't need to open three kilos, five kilos heavier than ever before. One kilo is fine. You know, like you can exercise patience and be tactical about it. And if you open one kilo heavier and then make your normal jumps, then you should finish heavier too, which is still success. And I, I think it's maybe sometimes people don't see it that way because the success isn't the big success that they want. But if you're doing seven meets a year, which right now Haley is on track, I did the math of like getting seven, uh, seven to eight meets done this year, then we got, we got time to practice this out and slowly inch it up and gain confidence, right? We're yeah. opening at 61 right now. If we open at 62 at the next one, then the next one's 63 and we keep pushing the, the back end weights then we might be opening eventually at 65, you know, yeah. it's a slow March forward. Um, for sure. Yeah. I'm just taking a quick look at my spreadsheet here. Um, I think the most meets I've ever done in a one year period is six. So, I mean, you've got us competing all the time, always finding meets and it's exactly what you said. You know, if you're doing five, six, seven meets in a year, I mean, you've got so much opportunity to, to push the limits and, and try and, you know, you have a meet like Haley had, right. Where she left a little bit of meat on the bone. There was a little bit of, uh, you know, extra that she could have done. Yeah. I'm sure she feels that way about the, those third attempts. Right. Um, you know, so, so you, you come back, you, you bump your opener one kilo, like you said, and then you go out and you hit those lifts and you make up that gap. And next thing you know, you're adding six or seven kilos to your total. It's a huge improvement, not necessarily in, in changing your opener or anything like that, but just being consistent, you know, and the more times you take cracks at those weights, that consistency is going to come. 
Yeah. And, and it's not always going to work out perfectly every time where you're making those lifts. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, if you do, if you do seven meets in a year and you just bump up the opener and you're making them and you're making consistent progress, then at the first meet, you're at 60 kilos at the last meet at the end of the year, you're opening at 67, right? You're, you're up seven kilos on the year. And that's just the openers that right. doesn't like, then you're deeper into the field on your other attempts. Yeah. So like, that's like, if you plot out the year and you have patience with it, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be one kilo. That's just kind of how it's working out with these guys, you know, we're, um, but every meet we're getting competition PRs and competition totals. We're slowly inching it up. And with Haley, uh, we're starting to get into the bigger game of a meet. And what I mean by that is if you ever look at a session, you're going to have, let's say if we look at a spread of 50 kilos, 60 kilos, 70 kilos, as an example, you're going to have the group of lifters that are lifting in the fifties. And maybe someone from the late forties comes in and maybe someone in that go, bleeds into the sixties a little bit, but that's almost like one competition on its own. You'll, you might have some lifters that started off a session that do all their lifts and they're in their own competition, even though they're lifting with the session, then you have the next phase of athletes that are all taking this range of weights. Then you have the next phase of athletes that are all taking lifts in the sixties and maybe not getting to the seventies. Then when the red plates come on and we're in the seventies, it's typically towards the tail end of the competition on some of these local meet lady sessions. And they're all in a pack on their own, right? With Haley, we knocked on the door of that pack. And we put for her last attempt, 70 kilos on, and that was her first time attempting 70 kilos. And with the clean and jerk, we put 80 kilos on, and that was the first time lifting 80 kilos, uh, attempting it ever. And also at a meet, but more importantly, being with the other ladies that are in that pack. And, and now it's not like you're like off to the side, like, wow, I wonder what it's like to lift with them or look at them. They're so good. I feel like it's starting to break down that wall and build that confidence of like, yeah, I'm lifting with them now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've experienced that too. I can speak to that for sure. You know, I'm lifting with a lot of guys now that I thought were like these freaks that I would never lift that weight. And, um, you know, so personally, I know, I know that feeling. I know what she's going through. Um, and we've seen it with other, other ones too, you know, shops starting to kind of break into that that game a little bit, you know, he's snatching and up taking attempts at a at hundred, hundred plus, you know, and, and I feel like for the guys, when you, when you get into that hundred range, it's, it's a different level. Yeah. You know? And then you got the guy snatching into the teens and then the twenties and, you know, and, and beyond. So, um, you know, he, he's starting to get up there too. Um, you know, so it's just about, you know, spending the time making the progress and then, you know, realizing and appreciating, I think is something that is important too. like when realizing that you're lifting with these guys and that you can do this and hang with it. It's, it's such a game changer. I think there's a little switch that goes off and you're like, this is for real. Like, like I can be good at this and, and it changes like your training and it changes a lot about the way you look at meets, the way that you look at your training, the way you look at a lot of different things. Um, there's, there's a change that happens when you start kind of banging with the big guys um, yeah. you know, so you start to really kind of think strategy and, and think, 
um, you know, you just really pay more attention to, to a lot of the finer details, I think. Well, and I think too, it's like, like for Haley, that 70 kilo snatch was the first time she's ever attempted that weight. And it was also, since we don't get the lift with competition plates often in training, if at all, um, it's the red plates, you know, and, you know, you watch people on, on social media, you watch your favorite lifters and you're like, man, they're lifting with the red plates. I've never done that before. So like, she definitely made mention of like, oh man, it's the red plates, you know, like that. So, but it, it, it goes back to a couple things like to, to build upon what you're saying is you start to realize that you can lift with those people. And eventually you start to realize I can beat these people. Yeah. And especially the, the deeper you get into that session and you start trading it up with people. Next thing you know, you're warming up with them, you know, and that's a whole nother thing. You're sharing a bar and so, the warm up. So room. weird warming up with like John at your meet or warming up with Ryan at this one. And we're like, you know, he's coming over like, Hey, can I hit that bar? And we're like trading lifts. And I'm like, geez, like it seems like yesterday that I was at his gym in Warwick and he was closing out the session and lifting all this crazy weight. And I'm just over here snatching. I think I snatched like 95 power snatch, power snatch 95 at the, at the, <laughs> you know, just kind of like getting through it. And, uh, you know, and I was like watching him lift and I'm like terrified like geez this guy can lift so much and then now we're we're warming up together you know yeah it's it's just like it's crazy and you know what that's another another uh what what is it uh the fruits of your labor like to like like that's another thing that working hard and sticking with the sport that's something that the sport gives you that's something that you earned all of a sudden you're lifting on the same platform and you're trading lifts with these other athletes that maybe when you started that, and you were looking up to them. You're like, man, I, I can't believe what they're doing. I wonder if I'll ever do that. Flash forward a couple of years, you put in the work. Now you are like, you're like your colleagues with them. You're not just someone where they look over and like, oh, who's that new guy? You know, now they're like, oh, hey, it's Frank. Hey, Frank, can I hit that 120? You know, yeah. it's it's different. And that's something the sport gives you if you work hard enough for it. Right. Yeah, definitely agree. It's, it was, it's, it's cool to see other people you know, realizing those things too, you know, that Haley is coming into her own and, and getting to experience that too. And, um, you know, like I said, with Shaf and, and um, I'm sure there's others, you know, I mean, Kat, when, when, you know, she's, uh, did she compete yet for Worlds? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. so she's got a big meet coming up, but I mean, she's lifting those similar weights too um, with those, those bigger lifters at the, at the meets and stuff. So it's just, it's cool to see the, the, the team showing up as a team, you know, people see Albany CrossFit Barbell Club, you know, and hopefully soon Sona weightlifting. And they're like, oh, these guys are real, real lifters. They're legit, you know? Yeah. So it's, it, we're building a reputation, I hope. Definitely. And hopefully a good one. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, like, like, like with, with Haley on, on this and also with Renee, you know, if you think about like uh, not wasting third attempts too, would I prefer like all right Haley's second attempt snatch was 64 kilos Mm -hmm. and then we jumped to 70 kilos a six kilo increase and the first weight that we hit was 61 well I've already gotten what I want as a coach out of the 61 we got a score on the board and it's the heaviest we've opened so we overcame that mental battle and we got a score on the board right so now I have two attempts to spend so the second one I go for is the competition PR 
which also helps to further the competition total PR. So we go for 64 kilos, a three kilo jump. Then someone watching might be like, well, then you took a six kilo PR. That seems crazy. But I wanted the red plates. So I wanted the red plates because why not have her go for a lifetime PR on the third attempt, which this that's what it would have been by like a couple pounds, couple kilos, uh, and also have her put 70 on the bar for the first time and go for it. If she makes it awesome, big win. If not, we've kind of gotten that first red plate situation out of the way. So that's how I decided to spend, you know, uh, in my attempts bank account, her third attempt. It's like, let's go for it. She's more than good for it, right? We could open at 70 if we wanted to, you know, that's someday. But I've already gotten two PRs out of it and I've moved the needle forward on the total. Why not go for this? Let her have an opportunity to PR on a really nice bar and plates and get the red plates and all that stuff. And she was really, really close. And it wasn't because it was too heavy. If you look at it, it's not too heavy. Like I said, she could open with that if she wanted to. It's, but it's just breaking down the mental barriers. And that's how I decided to spend that third attempt. And I feel like it was uh, worth, worth the price because now at the next meet, when we open a little heavier, we'll be closer to 70, right? And hopefully get that. Yeah, no, I mean, at any other meet, you know, if there was something more on the line, obviously you would have made a different call. But like you said, you know, she's qualified for what she's capable of qualifying for right now. So at this point, it's, you know, let's, let's push, let's push for some stuff that we haven't, haven't done and that we need to get introduced to, you know, she needs to get comfortable snatching those reds. And like you said, you guys don't always have the competition plates handy. So, you know, you got to take your chances when you have them. Yeah. And, and now it's, it's, uh, it's even less of an issue next time, not saying it won't be an issue, you know, but like, it's, it's not the first time, like, I'd rather it not be at, at summer bar slam and then at States, We've, we've started to get in the habit of getting into the 70s now and inching our way closer to it. So big, big win, big win. Same thing on the clean and jerk of just having an eight and a zero for the last attempt because we started off at 72, we went 75, and then we went 80 because it's like, why, why wouldn't we go 80, you know, right. at that point? So great job, Haley. A lot okay. to be learned and taken from, from her performance there. Uh, next up, we've got Schaff. Uh, we've got four out of six lifts made, 98 kilo snatch, 126 kilo clean and jerk, and a total of 224, which are all three competition and lifetime PRs. He had an amazing meet. Uh, the second, uh, he took second place in the men's 89 class. And as a bonus, he racked 130 kilos on his shoulders. We couldn't stand up with it, but he got way closer this meet than he did at spring cleaning. Uh, yeah. He actually racked it this time and fought with it a little bit, which is a huge win in my book. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he definitely, uh, it's a lot of the same comments, not to uh, <clears throat> seem like I'm blowing shop off or anything, but uh, very similar meet for him as to Haley, you know, just yep. pushing the, the limits, pushing the openers, going for big lifts. Uh, what do you go for 101 or 102 for his last snatch? He went for on the snatches. So yeah, like you said, same exact process. Yeah. Uh, at spring cleaning, we opened at 93. Mm. This this meet, we opened at 94. And not too long ago, if you remember back in like October, his PR was 95. Right. So like now we're opening a kilo under his old PR. Yeah. 
And we went 94, 98, got the lifetime PR, and then we went 101. And we've been making a slow march forward towards 100. But I was like, I'm not taking a two kilo jump with you either. Like you should have hit 100 by now. I'm moving on to 101 and 102 and 105, et cetera. And really, I need to start giving him room on the back end and start expanding those numbers because we are very much approaching a situation where eventually it might be one kilo, one kilo, you know, something like that, because yeah. he's making a, a steady march forward on just plowing through the 90s here. Yeah, I know he's doing he's doing everything he needs to. It's I don't know what hasn't clicked yet for that hundred, because I feel like he should be snatching that, you know, way more regularly. So, um, you know, it's coming soon and which he's only done it from the hip. Right. And maybe from the blocks. I may be wrong. He may have done it from the blocks, too. Um, yeah. But it's the same thing with 98, which is like 215 pounds. He hit that from the blocks and it wasn't until months later that he finally uh, hit it from the floor at this meet, like maybe like six plus months. So he's definitely due for 100. It's um, I think it's just a mental thing. I think some numbers carry you know, no pun intended, weight with them. And that was something that I was, uh, I had a brief conversation with Darren about. Uh, so, uh, Schaff was the only person at, at the meet and did, everybody did great, but people made specific comments to me about Schaff. And I tried to explain this to him. I said, people are complimenting your technique and your strength left and right. They may not be saying it to you, but several people told me, hey, that Schaff kid is really good and he's really strong and he looks it right. He looks really good and he looks really strong, whether he feels that way or not. And then I had a conversation with Darren about like, uh, he's like, when's he going to hit that hundred? And I'm like, when it, when a hundred gets out of his head, because it's, it's, it's a mental thing. I feel it's not a strength thing. No, I agree. Um, for Schaff, I, I mean, I, I wish I had the opportunity to lift with him more. Um, so I can't really speak on what he's thinking. All I can speak on is like my experience where I was kind of breaking through that barrier. I don't, I don't know if I got hung up on a hundred quite, quite as long. Um, but it was all the same emotions. Yeah. It was all the same feeling. Like, like you just, you see the reds and the yellows, right. In training, or you just, you know, it's two twenty or whatever the, the pounds are and you know what it is. And you know, for some reason it's up on this pedestal of like hundreds this holy grail of of a benchmark and and it's just it's i don't know you you overthink it and you worry and and you try to do every bit of technique right and that ends up slowing you down you know and it's just not it doesn't connect you know so i i mean that that's what i went through i'm assuming shaf went is going through the same thing and um i know he'll break through it soon i i think so too he went through with his clean and jerk and and he, he plowed right through that eventually so you know, he's, well, he's good. and for you, I, f I feel like the number for you was 110 for a while. I, I feel like there was a sticking point on 110 uh, for a little bit. 105 did, didn't nearly seem to be that much of an issue. You know, once we got past 100, we yeah. started killing 105 pretty regularly. But then 110, I feel like we were there for a little bit. But then once you broke through the plateau of 110, things really started to take off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, then that's what it'll be. It'll, he'll hit his hundred and then next thing you know, you know, he'll be off to 110 and beyond soon. So. Yeah. And, and I, and it's, it's important to note that this is a part of the game. It's part of the sport, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have those upper limits 
And, but more often than not, the upper limits are there because you put them there and they're there uh, internally, you know, in the mind more so than they are on the body. And I think there is something to be said too, that like, if you're pulling on 90, not only because of the fact that it's 10 kilos heavier, but a hundred does feel different in the hands a little bit. Let me... And I, I feel like that's, that might like force someone to kind of pull the trigger a little prematurely. Let me share something with you. So it took me from two, like July of 2018 was the first time I hit 100 in a competition. Right. Yeah. And then it took me all the way to March of last year, 2020 to hit 110 in competition. So it took me a year and a half. Now I'd hit 110 before that. Right. But it competition wise took a year and a half to move the competition number 10 kilos. And that was at the Arnold, right? That was at the Arnold. First time I hit 110 in, in competition, you know, like I said, we had hit 110 before, you know, months before that in training, but in competition took, took a year and a half to push that needle, you know, yeah. so that's just is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, and you, you were during that time frame, you were doing far less meets than we are now. Like now we're like on competition tour, like uh, we're doing every meet we can possibly get into. So I, I was averaging, I was averaging five a year. Um, I hit that Arnold was right at the beginning of COVID um, before COVID took off. So I was doing about five a year, um, you know, so it was, you know, was there five between the hundred and the one ten? I think there was, it was a year and a half. I think I had like seven or eight in between. I did, let's see. So I did a hundred at the AO2 and I had Christmas and kilos, Lake effect liftoff, summer showdown, another uh, Syracuse summer showdown another Christmas in kilos. And then the Arnold, there was like six meets. How many of those did we put 110 on the bar? Um, none of them. So the Arnold was the first time? Arnold was the first time in competition hitting 110 in comp. Okay. Or even attempting it. Yeah, we had I, tried, you know, 106, 108. We had hit a few of these other numbers, um, but never 110. So, you know, that was crazy. It's a good beat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, and it, it just goes to the show, you know, we were fighting other battles, you know, other than 110, I think between that, maybe then um, maybe try uh, somewhere around that 105 to 108 range. And then maybe the early hundreds. I mean, we had made other, we, yeah, we definitely made other um, moves too, especially like clean and jerk and stuff too. Cause my total jumped 20 kilos in that time as well in, in a little over a year. So you know, we were definitely making progress. It's just that, that number, that, that, uh, benchmark of 110 hung around for a while. And yeah, uh, like you said, you know, for, for shop, I think he's just going through something similar and, yeah. but, but, you know, from 110 till now, and we'll get into my numbers in a little bit. Um, you know, that's only four meets and, and you see where we're at and back to back meets with lifetime PRs on both lifts and, pushing the total uh that's pretty darn good i mean it wasn't too long ago when Schaff was trying to qualify for the arnold to yeah. and, and we were by the skin of our teeth totaling 203 right remember that he had to pr his snatch to go to the arnold and then we had to put up a, a 112 kilos 
big weight at the time for him to total 203 at the, uh, to get to the Arnold. And here we are at 224. Right. You know, that's pretty darn good, you know, because oh, yet because you have a COVID year in between that. I think, you know, as much as you can say about the mental barrier holding him back, maybe from hitting 100, like he's made a lot of other mental um, progress, you know, with being okay with going up the weight class, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, things like that, you know, stuff that he was fighting hard before, really embracing the weightlifter kind of training and lifestyle. Um, you know, he, he, he's been doing awesome with that, you know? So I think with, with those changes, that 100 is going to come. You know, I mean, now he was struggling to hit the total to qualify as an 81. And now he's 12 or 13 kilos above the total for an 89. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just, you know, it's, it's just everything getting better. And and when I say, you know, mental hang up or anything like that of on a hundred, I, I, that I say that in general terms, because I know for everybody, myself included, even in, in warmups, there's always a tricky weight, you know, sure. that, and, and then also there's those weights. When you start to get to them, you might put too much, you might put them on too high of a pedestal than they really deserve. But like with Schaff in general, I consider him to be mentally one of the strongest, if not the strongest on the team, like the stuff that he comes back from, you know, uh, somehow we, we, we run out of time for warmups and he has to go out there and take big jumps that happened to us at this meet again. We didn't get to take our last warm up, and I made a coaching error there too. Uh, there was a cluster of people, I think, around like 93 kilos, and um, he was opening up at 94, and they all jumped, you know. And I literally just got done looking at the cards, and I'm like, all right, our we're gonna hit, I believe, 88 or 89, and then we're gonna make a small jump to 91. And as I was walking away from the cards. I was like half thinking, maybe we just go 90 and just call it, you know, or ni- do 91 now. Yeah. But I didn't make that decision. And next thing I know, they're calling him. And I'm like, they jumped. Like right when I turn around from the table, people are probably watching me walk away. And they're like, all right, bump, bump my guy up. You know, but that's part of the game of, of a meet. You know, it's a chess match. And you never know who's watching or what other people are going to do. But he bounces back from that, posi- that position very, very quickly. And he goes out there and he makes his openers. And I, I don't think I could do that. You know, I think, I think I, I would be like, I think I would miss. I think the thing that, that is good about the way he approaches the meet too, is he just puts his headphones in. He's not worried about what's going on at the table, you know? So if it's, you know, I, and I don't know if he's at the point yet where if you say a, a kilo that he knows exactly what the pounds conversion is, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him about it, you know? So if you're like, okay, we're going to open at 90, three or whatever like does he you know what i mean yeah so it doesn't phase him you know what i mean he's just like, okay and goes and lifts it and you know so that's a huge benefit to just be kind of in your own space and not really worried about the cards or the attempts or anything you know what i mean do you think that's a, a slight advantage that like we have on just always playing uh, like practicing with black rubber pound bumpers is that yeah, I know, like I know. at the meets when they call these numbers or they're on the television screen, no one has that. Like, I know what it is, but everyone else is like, okay, I'll just go do 90, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know my guys said a couple things about, about that too. They're like, don't tell me what it is. I don't want to know. Just, you know, put it on the bar and yeah, which is, which is good. They don't need to know what it is. It's like, that's, that's what Frank needs to know what it is. Uh, they just, all they need to do is just go out there and lift it. Yeah. So 
you know, something, no. something I tried to kind of do this meet too was, you know, um, stay away from the table. I, I don't care. Just tell me when I'm lifting. I know what my numbers are going to be. I, it doesn't, I don't. Oh, oh, for, for you personally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sort of similar, um, approach to what shop does is like, it doesn't matter what's going on. All, all that matters is what's going on on the platform. With yeah, me. definitely. It's like, it's like the table's my zone. It's like, I hover around it enough. Like I hover pretty hard. Um, I I've, I've had meets, you know, a while ago, um, you know, where I'd be doing my warmups and then I'm like looking over at the, the, the TV screen that has a start list or whatever on it. And yeah, how many times or whatever. I'm like, just let your coach do that. Like I have well, no interest in what, what's going on up there. I just got to lift. So. Well, that, that opens up a, um, an interesting conversation that we can take here. And, and just to kind of finish off on Schaff, uh, one thing as well is, you know, he was, he was maybe a little bummed after the meet, even though uh, he's the only person that you'll ever meet who has lifetime PRs on both lifts is getting compliments. Like people are like complimenting his coach, like, like he's so good, you know? And I'm like, that's my boy, you know, I'm like I'm, everyone's so happy. And then, but he's not happy. Uh, but he's, he's the only person I've ever met like that, but it's also, he said this on podcasts before and I forget sometimes because, you know, like that was a conversation long ago, but he's not satisfied. Like, like he wanted to make 101 and he wanted to make 130 and he realizes how much further ahead that could put him. Those are big PRs. He wants those lifts so bad. And I commend him because he wants it so bad and he's not satisfied so really, I feel like uh, I shouldn't be worried. I should be more worried if he's like, yeah, that was great. That was good enough. You know, instead he beats himself up and he's like, man, I missed that, that big lift at the end, even though he PR it's, it's not good enough. I like that. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's something that, uh, you got to stay hungry, you know, like I'm on my way home and, um, I, I've got, got some athletes with me and, and they're like, oh, you know, this and this. And I'm like, yep, great day. On to States. We're moving yeah. on. I'm like, yep. Nope. Oh, six for six or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Everything was awesome. Yeah. Yep. We're going to enjoy it today. And then tomorrow, back to work. States. You know, so the shop's got that mentality. And that's that's exactly what you need. It, it is. Um, it's a great mentality to have. So it's like, uh, I, I just have to remember, you know, in, in my head when I, uh, encounter that even though I'm happy like we did the job for the day I have to remember that you know he's he's not you know doom and gloom right now because of any other reason other than like he expects himself to do more he wants more and that means he's gonna put in the work to do more and this is a good thing but it's like of course you you forget that it in is, the moment it is I will say I mean there will be there is a point where it's too much like you need to learn to appreciate your compliment accomplishments Yes. The hard work you you put in, you know, I, and I don't think he's at that point. Like, I think he appreciates, you know, it's just in the moment. And he's just like, man, I really wanted that one, you know? So I don't want it to come across like Shaf is just like, you know, angry and throwing things and like, you know, he's just, he's just, you know, he's just wants more and he's a little disappointed. I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression. He's not, no, a, no. He's not a miserable um, person after the meet or anything like that, but yeah, no, he definitely wants to do better. Um, you know, and he, he just has his priorities um, in the right place. So and, and testament to him, uh, he's the first person to ask me after the meet, why didn't I I, I I get those and what can I do to work to work on this, you know, to work on these things. And 
you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to on his day four, you know, cause he asked for additional programming. We're going to start working in uh, Anderson squats, squats from the bottom up and mm-hmm. really overload those uh, to kind of work on just that initial part of getting up out of the squat with no momentum. Um, and I want to push those hard and crazy heavy so that if he does get in a situation where 130 has him pinned, he's got the wherewithal and the strength to get out of it. And that's just one of the things that we're, we're doing. So like, he's always seeking out extra. He's always thinking about it. And it's just a great quality for a weightlifter to have. And like I said, he's, he's never, you know, satisfied. Uh, and I, I do think he does realize his, his successes. I just think he maybe dwells on them for a shorter amount of time than maybe I do or the rest of us do on the team where we're like, you did so great. You know? And then he's like, yeah, that was five minutes ago. I'm, I'm, I'm done with it now. Like he's literally on to the next meet and we just needed like an extra 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my rule is like, enjoy it the day of, and then, you know, moving on. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, you gotta, you gotta enjoy what your accomplishments, like I said, you know, and you also gotta move on to the next thing, you know, cause at the end of the day, that meets over. Yeah. It's history. Yeah. And, it, and, and to Shaf's credit, I mean, he knows that like, yeah, I had a great day. I set PRs, but did I qualify for anything? What did I, you know, I pushed my total a few kilos, but you know, my goals are bigger than a 224 total. Yeah. Know? this is just a step we're we're still moving so yeah i i got a um a silver medal not a gold medal you know you know right yeah yeah who who could i beat you know so you know he's i'm i'm proud of him he's doing great i think i think he's doing exactly what he needs to do we said this on the last one he's just gotta stay with it and keep going and um you know he's not showing any signs of slowing down so and speaking of being hungry it is important to note too that he went through Ramadan, a month of fasting during the day from sun, sunrise to sunset. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he did it very well. He adjusted his training. He didn't miss. I, I don't think he missed one training session. He was pushing the lifts, which if you go back to that episode that I did with him, uh, the, I gave my heart to weightlifting episode. He, we talked about how we were going to figure it out. We were going to see what we need to kind of bump down and he was hitting percentages and right where we need to be that entire time prepping for this meet and then doing what he needed to do nutrition wise and spiritually and, and everything. And, and then he, Ramadan ended three days before this meet on the 12th of May. And so he only had a couple of days to refuel, you know, I told him to watch the coffee and make sure, you know, the, the, the bowels can handle all that and make sure when I have anything crazy happen on meet day. And he came in and set lifetime PRs. Like, that's huge too. You know, like how how big of a mental confidence and strength does that build? Like a month of doing that and then coming out and crushing a meet, you know, that's phenomenal. I I don't know if you remember this, but he's starting to warm up and I don't even know if he had any weight on the bar yet. And he was like, I'm freaking out. Yeah, I do. I do. Like having like a breakdown in the the, the warm-up room. Like he's like, I'm freaking out. He's like, I I don't know what's going on. I think all of that that you said was kind of maybe sitting in his head. And then he just starts, you know, kind of going through his warm-up and he's making lifts and it kind of goes away and he's able to relax and then see what happens, you know? So, so that's the thing. That's, that's another piece of advice um for anyone out there too like it's you know you get show up to the meet you start warming up nerves are there but you just got to settle into your routine 
you know, just make some lifts, you know, even in training, you know, you yeah. put, you know, I've done it. I've been like, I'm going in, I'm hitting this number today and I get there and I start getting nervous. I don't know if I got it. I don't know if I'm feeling it today. Right. And you just got to start making some lifts, build that confidence up and, and that's it. And I would say too, never trust the warm up. You know, if the warm up's going well, awesome. You know, um, that just puts positivity towards <laughs> making your lifts in the actual competition. If yeah. the warm up's going badly, I don't necessarily uh, uh, view it as like the competition lifts are going to go badly. My my best ever meet, I had one of my worst ever warm ups. You know, uh, and so it's like uh, I, after that, I was like, well, I guess that doesn't really matter back there. You know, like that wasn't the thing, you know, that was a different rusty bar that was black bumper plates. Like that's completely different from what's happening 50 feet over to my left on that competition in front of those people with that equipment. This is just getting me there, you know, so it's going to be different when I go out there and it was, and it typically is. And for Shaf, it was, and I guess my coaching philosophy on when, when he's like, I'm freaking out, I'm like, ah, I don't care. You know, like, yeah. like it's like I pretty much told the same thing. He's like, he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, just lift the bar, man. Just stop, stop standing here stressing out. Just move. yeah. I, I was, I was like, put, put fifty on and do it, and I'll be back. I'm gonna go see what the card table looks like, yeah. and then you sort yourself out, and 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 you will. You know, I don't think as a coach you need to like wrap an arm around. Are you doing all right or anything like that? It's just like, it's like you're ready. You're ready. Do your job. You know, I'm gonna go do mine. I'm just sitting there on, on my cooler, like that cool story, bro. One of Tim Tam. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're, you're eating his cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, brief, brief segue and great job, Shaf. Great job, Haley and Renee. Before we talk about how you did, uh, you mentioned something earlier on like you monitoring the table, things like that. Uh, so it, it made me think, you know, was that, was that like you wanting to be in control of everything and having a hard time relinquishing control? Was it that maybe you didn't trust me to do that job and I needed to earn your trust more in our athlete coach relationship? Uh, what do you think that, what do you think that is? I think that's, uh, I think people out there definitely go through it. You know, uh, I know, I know many high level coaches that, and you've heard stories of people, you know, like, trying to get their athletes to trust them, you know? So what, what was it for you that in those early days was hard to relinquish that control? Well, I don't know if it was a control thing because it never turned into like me arguing with you about any decisions you made or anything like that. Like it was never a question of like who knows right or wrong or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was never that I've always, I, we've, we've talked multiple times about the, the trust level we have and, and yeah. You know, well, maybe control is the wrong word, you know, yeah, just like, no, I'm saying like, I don't, I don't have any issue handing that over to you. I think it was more just a general like curiosity of how the heck this works, you know, mm -hmm. like all these numbers and, and trying to figure it out. And that's just my nature of like trying to like figure it out, you know, in the middle of my session is probably not the time to do that. So it was immaturity and um, curiosity. And, you know, I, I think that's probably more of what it was. Um, you know, but, but to your point, like, um, you know, maybe, maybe that in some sense is kind of a control thing, you know, of like wanting to know exactly what's happening with every aspect of my session, 
you know, like maybe not necessarily between you and I, but between the whole session as a, or within the whole session as a whole. Um, like what are my competitors doing? Yeah. What are my what numbers looking like. And just trying to like, that's information. I don't need to know that, you know, like I know what my opener is. I need to know when to hit my warmups and when to go on the platform. That's all I need. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that at the time. Um, you know, but in the, the last year or two, um, you know, since we've started doing national meets and things like that, you know, just kind of stepping back, like I, cause you know, we go to a big national meet, like I can't be running back and forth from my session, my warm up to the table and looking at whatever, you know, so just You'd like, be exhausted by the, by the time yeah, you're, yeah, never you're going. Sense, right? so, you know, just like letting go and not really watching the other lifters and, you know, peeking around the curtain and, and looking at how everybody's doing, like, it doesn't matter what they make. Yeah. You know? you know the math you can add and subtract you know what i need to hit to win and you know exactly what my goals are so what do i need to worry about what they're doing yeah so. and it's like at some point like all right you're gonna trade knowing versus <laughs> doing you know like all right you knew what you needed to hit and you knew what your uh competitors are doing but you didn't make your lifts so it didn't matter to begin with so it's like yeah. why why do that not looking that you did do that but looking at my uh my totals here, you know, those first few meets where I was super um, concerned about it, you know, we're hovering around, um, you know, 200 kilos, 225 in there. And then we go to AO to now, and we've put, you know, 40 kilos on the total in, you know, two and a half years. I mean, and that's just, I think, and those are competition totals. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's just, that's just a, I think partly uh, a result of, um, just kind of stepping back, but okay. Well, I, I think it's an, an important thing for athletes and coaches to, to learn from, you know, I, I, I allow a lot of freedom on, mm-hmm. on, on what everyone does, you know, like I'm not like a, a militant style coach. So like, I didn't tell you like, go away. Like, why, why are you over here? Go sit down. You know um, it's your experience too. And I'm here to guide you and help you. Um, but also that's on me too. Maybe I, I, I probably should have after one of those meets sat down, like, Hey man, you don't need to know any of that. I'll take care of it. You know, all I need you to do is sit in the chair and hit your warmups and relax. You know, that, that's how long did it take me to say that, you know? Um, and so that's probably something I, I should have said. And you, I don't either... know if it was ever a com- conversation we ever even had, you know, I think, I think it was, like I said, mostly out of just sheer curiosity. And once I kind of figured out how the cards worked and how the session goes, then it was kind of like, you know, kind of like backed off a little bit on its own. Yeah. Um, you know, but there was just definitely, it's, you know, you know how it is when you're new. Oh yeah. You're oh, just yeah. trying to absorb everything and there's so much going on and you're like, what the heck? And I don't, I don't know, you know, I didn't know either. You know, it's just, like I said, immaturity, like I had no idea being so new. Well, and that that's why I'm saying like, it falls back on, on me as the coach. Cause you don't know. So right. I should have told you, you know, sure. I didn't think to tell you because way too agreeable and offer maybe too much freedom in times where maybe it's not necessary, you know? Um, So that's just something that I learned through that whole experience is like, all right, like I should say something, I should tell you how this works. Um, And then hopefully someone who's listening right now, who is a new coach does that. Or like, or you yourself is like, like now you probably tell your athletes, like, look, I don't need you by a table. You sit down and whatnot. Cause, and so we went through that together and we both did things together and now hopefully help someone else. And now we're better for it as well. 
no, absolutely. It's, it's definitely a, a good thing to learn from, you know, um, cause yeah, we're not perfect. Like, you know, we were, um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say you were a new coach, but you definitely had less experience than you do now. And I was a brand new lifter and, you know, we were still feeling each other out, you know, those first few meets as far as like, how does this work? And, you know, yeah. you and you know, there's also a point too, where I think, you know, I was taking it almost too seriously, you know, like yeah. I just show up and make lifts and have fun. It's almost like, all right, what do I need to do to win? And this and this and that. And like, I really want chasing this gold medal. I really want to win a meet and blah, 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 blah. It, you know, it's yeah. Like, and it's your second meet, you know, on yourself. Yeah, no, it's exactly what it is. My first meet, I was like, okay, we're going to go and just check this out. Right. Cool. No problem. James, you got it. Next meet. I'm like, all right, now I want to win. Right. Yeah. So, so it's like, what do I got to do to, to win this meet? And then I'm like, just looking at every little thing and, you know, it's just not, you know, you just get, you just get way up in your head about it. So, you know, the last year or two have been a game changer. I think meat wise of just going in and handling my business. And exactly. About the things I can't control. And that's a, a perfect segue into how you did at the capital district open. Mm -hmm. uh, we went six for six. Okay. which is uh, a, a PR and it was a long-standing goal that we finally accomplished. Uh, you snatched 121, clean and jerked 156, 277 total. The snatch and the clean and jerk are competition PRs and arguably the uh, total is as well since the 280 was online. So this was an in-person PR. Um, and yeah, there's outstanding day. And you know, uh, there's so many things to dissect here. Uh, I just want to kind of start maybe on the easiest one. The 156 clean and jerk was quote unquote, the one that got away at the Arnold uh, just before the pandemic and everything. That was our third attempt. Mm -hmm. Had you hit that at the Arnold, we would have sniped a bronze medal from the C session or B session. B session. Yeah. B session. Yep. So, uh, you know, even though you've clean and jerked way heavier than that, you know, since it's still kind of like, there was a vendetta against that, you know, like uh, it was an old enemy that we finally slain. And how how satisfying is it to put 156 to bed and have it be the lift to get the six for six, which was also another goal? It was it was a big lift. Like you said, we've we've hit more, um, not that much more. I think I've done, you know, five, four or five kilos more. 60. Uh, yeah, 60. Um I think maybe I cleaned 61 at, at Albany. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, we've done, we've done more than, more than this, but you know, my goal wasn't even really looking back to the Arnold, you know, like I said, my eyes are always forward. Right. So I um, hold grudges. That's my job. That's another job of a coach is to hold grudges. And, and that's something I do very well, but I'm glad, I'm glad, I am glad that we got the redemption on that one. Um, you know, I, I clerked it at, at the Arnold too. I didn't even really get under it at all. So yeah, you know, to, to put it away um, fairly easily, I think, I don't feel like it was an overly difficult lift. Um, you know, definitely had some more in the tank, but you know, we were, <clears throat> I wouldn't say we were playing it safe. I think we were just playing it smart because I, I was still am kind of dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury. And um you know, so we were just trying to make sure that we were not putting ourselves in any sort of situation to have any setbacks. And I think we saw a perfect opportunity to go for a PR 
competition PR, snatch, clean and jerk, and total. And like we were talking about with Shaf and Haley, I mean, that's that's ultimately the goal, right? So even yeah. if it's just one kilo, you know, it's it's still progress. And we made we made what I would say are unconventional jumps for you um, as compared to others. So normally, you know, for you, we're making five kilo jumps, maybe more, you know, from first, second attempt on clean and jerk, maybe more snatch. It's typically like a situation of like 110, 115. Hey, let's go 120 or 115, 120, 125, you know, and this one, we finally took the conservative approach. We opened up at what, what do we open up at? 115. 115. Then we went 118 and then we went 121. So we're like trying to be a little more conservative in the jumps and put ourselves in situations where we can get into the 20s and, and make lifts. And it, it all came together in a very beautiful way. And um, I think that was definitely the right decision on the snatch. And I, I think it, it, it made it so that you were able to kind of show your strength and your technique in a way that made sense versus making like a five kilo jump. And it's just a little too heavy of a jump. You know, even though we can hit those weights, you know, we hit them two, three attempts in training, but this is, we got one shot, you know, so we have to make those jumps the right way. Yep. Yeah. And it's, I, I think it's, it's a point where um, just getting confident with um, opening heavier, you know, um, there comes a point where, where you're not going to be able to make those jumps. Like you said, you know, um, we're, we're going to have to open heavy and make small jumps. And, you know, it's, it's what the pros do. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, you look at these guys that are at worlds and they're making three, four kilo jumps and, and, you know, it's very, it's not super common for, you know, maybe some of the heavyweight guys are going to make bigger jumps. Uh, but for the vast majority of people, they, they have it mapped out and, and they're just trying to be smart and they're opening at a high percentage. And so that room for those giant jumps isn't there for a lot yeah. of people. And, you know, I just got to come to terms with maybe I'm not a five kilo jump guy right now. And that, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. And, and I think too, you know, there's a, there's a couple things in there. Like the, the, the first thing I would say is, all right, let's say I, I want to be snatching a uh, hundred kilos in competition. Then I need to do what's necessary to snatch a hundred kilos in competition. And that means entry to that is opening up heavier to put me in striking distance to it. it it's not, you know, well, the thing that doesn't get me into the dance the right way is to open at 70 and then go 85 and then go a hundred, you know, those are obscene jumps, but it's like, it's like, it's like, what am I doing? You know, like, why am I taking jumps like that? And the reason I might be taking jumps like that is because, well, I'm not sure if I can open at 93 or 94 or, or whatever it might be, you know, because like those weights are heavier, they're unknown, they're scary. And as a lifter, I'm immature mentally to be able to take those jumps. And I'm not willing also to take the risk, you know, not, not saying that that's your situation i'm just saying i i think i think for a long time it probably was so, yeah you know it's it's you want to you want to have a sure thing for that first attempt and you know if you're doing the training and, and you're practicing and, and you're being consistent with everything else and that consistency should be there for you to open to those percentages it's not it, it's you know it's almost simple math like if you're doing the work and you're and you're putting in the effort and the time you know if you're ready 
then those number those numbers are going to be there. So yeah, you have to trust it. And you know, for, I think for a long time it was just not having the confidence in myself to really push those numbers because you're afraid of the the bomb out, right? Yeah, and which is which is why like you were in a situation for a while where it's like, all right, we got to open at 105. Then we can go 112 or 115. It's like, uh, it's like, no, no, we got to open at 10. You know, we got to open at 50. Like we got to open at things that put us in a situation to do something with the third attempt and not have so many instances of, well, you made your opener, you know, and that, and that was it, you know, or made a second attempt, but it didn't get you to where you wanted to go. And we're at a point where we're not breaking into the late teens and early twenties at competitions, which we were due for, like we were due for this. I feel like to, uh, that capital district open was a big due date and everyone, everyone met the due date on the team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely big um, to, to get those snatches out of the way, I think was, was huge. Um, you know, I think the, the clean and jerks, like I said, with the, with the wrist issue I was dealing with, you know, I would have, I would have loved to have maybe opened a little heavier and, and take a crack at something in the sixties. Um, you know, but I was, I was actually pleased, you know, we were for, for what we were going through leading up and the, the limited amount of cleaning jerks we were actually able to do. Um, I think it was the smart decision and it didn't yeah. set us back. We're on track now for August. And, and that's really all I'm worried about. And then, and then going into October. Um, yeah. So and it's, it's, not, it's not something I'm going to rest on and, and be like, okay, cool, cool. PRs all around. I'm done. Like, yep. You know, it was just, it was just a good thing to kind of, like I said, like with shock, you know, push the needle a little bit onto the next one. So now that's, gotta that's all you got to do is just s slow, gradual adaptation and progress. There is no rush, you know, uh, coach Glenn Penley used to say it all the time. Weightlifting's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So if we're sprinting, we're probably wasting a lot of energy, right? We're a lot of wasting a lot of energy and wasting a lot of attempts. And we have to make attempts count and we have to have meaningful attempts too. And the other thing that I was going to mention, you know, on just the whole situation with like the snatches, you know, I, I, I knew going into it, three kilo jumps is what we needed to do. Had you turned to me and said, after you hit 115, let's go 120. I, I have to question my own restraint to be like, hell yeah, let's go 120, you know, like, because uh, then that means 125. So like, I think that's a, a lesson. Athletes have to have restraint coaches too. Like I knew the right answer was 18, 21, three kilo jumps. That's it. And if we went a three kilo jump for the second attempt for you in particular, like I, I cashed in other attempts for the others, but for you in particular, a, a four or five kilo jump to go heavier than the previous attempt wasn't probably going to work out, you know, um, just at the, the level you're lifting the, at these weights, at some point it doesn't work anymore, yeah. you know, but I don't, like, I question if I would have had the restraint to be like, no, nah, Frank, we're going to stay at 118, you know? Yeah. Except the 115 was, was okay. <laughs> was pretty easy. Um, I almost lost it behind me. <laughs> and, well, you see, that's the thing. Like, if I, I see that and I'm like, let's go, like, let's put 130 on right now. Like, yeah. but you know, we don't need to cash in on 130. Not yet. You know, um, if, if we're at States, there's medals on the line, we're making a jump. We're mm -hmm. making a jump and we're going for it. You know, like, all right, like we, we have an understanding that this is what's, 
happening? Like, why are we here? You know, but at this meet, there was uh, the needle moving forward was the goal and, and showing you and, 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 and you getting confidence on like, I can snatch in the one twenties of competition. I can hit these weights. You know, I'm not far off from opening at these weights. Right. That's a, that's, that's more valuable uh, progress than maybe getting 125. And cause even if we make that big jump, those big jumps just create a chasm of the unknown. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's why the little jumps work so well. If we go 115, 120, 125, where do we open next? Like right. what, like, 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 like at going 115, 118, 121. Now it's like, Hey, maybe we open 118, 117. That seems really realistic. And yeah, we can squeak out a couple extra key. Like now we can make more gradual, realistic progress. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think, um, I think it was good confidence building. I mean, honestly, six for six is going to build confidence, right? Like, Oh yeah. How does it not, you know, especially my first time I, I didn't think, I thought at this point been doing this for over three years, haven't had it. It's never going to happen. Moving on. I almost was going to take it off my, my goal list. Um, of things to do you know it's like hey, almost gave up on it you know people go six for six in the olympics and yeah. they win and they win medals so i mean it can be done yeah, they're a bit better than me but um watch out lasha i hear you i hear, I hear what you're saying but what if he listens uh, to the podcast what's that i said what if he listens to the podcast oh yeah i know slides um, into the dms all angry yeah but i think uh you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that happened. You know, it's confidence building. Like you said, the, the smaller jumps kind of lead me to believe that maybe 18 is the good opener for, for August and um, nothing else really has to change. You know, the routine kind of stays the same. You know what I mean? We just take 15 in the back and, and then go out to the platform with 18, you know, that's it. Yeah. And maybe it's 18, 21, 24, like that 24 is like, that's never happened before. And that just puts you that much deeper into the field of uh, the twenties. Is it 25? Is it that golden number? Like, I think sometimes, you know, like, like everyone, myself included, if it's not like a perfect round number or like a specific thing, you kind of forget about it. Right. It's like 27. What about 27? You know, 25 is big. Cause that's two reds. Yeah. You know, so that's, I, th I think that's for competition. That's a big one. Um, but I mean, outside of that, it's, you know, like really, cause like we were saying before, my goals are so much bigger than 25. Like I've snatched 25. I don't care about doing it in common. I want 30, right? Yeah. So 24, 25, whatever, you know, we've got to move past it. I can't worry about that number because honestly, I need to go 30, 70, you know, 30, to get to, to, to get, to, get to the, to get to the big game. You know, like, like we're, we're still working on getting to the big game. Then when you get to the big game, it's like, now what do we got to do to win this? You know, yeah. and, and that that's on a, on a macro scale is if we zero it back down to a micro scale, that's where like a lot of you guys are right now. Like if we rewind all the way back to Haley on being with the big dogs at the end of her session you know, and then eventually realizing, well, hey, okay, I can live with them. And hey, eventually, oh, I think I can beat them. I think if I put in the work, I can start to, to make some climbs up the rankings. Well, then that whole thing happens again, when you finally get to the next level of meet, you know, you finally get to nationals, that'll be a fun first, first time at nationals, we'll get a score on the board, we'll see how close we get to the podium overall. Then the second time you go, you're like, you just keep climbing that ladder. 
like first you might be in like 20th place or however many they have then you might be in 15th place then 10th place and then the next thing you know you're top five and you're like man that podium's right there yep. you know yeah yeah it's it's just you know it's just that constant battle so so that's really all i'm looking for and and you know i mean how cool would it be to to be trading lifts with addison right yeah like it, you know in the next few years maybe who knows right so we just got to keep doing all i can control is what i can do and you know so it was it was just nice to have a, a good day you know the team was there they were pumped um you know i can't say how happy um it made me see how happy they were to you know see what i did on the platform i mean i come off and they bum rush me and big group hug and everything and you know that that means the world to to show up and and um you know do that for your team and and uh give them some some motivation hopefully and you know and, and that's all they wanted to talk about was i mean they all had great days we'll you know maybe get into that here in a minute but you know all they wanted to talk about was how well i did and you know and guys like you know you all did great too and they're like yeah but you're whatever and you know so it's 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 cool to kind of hopefully inspire them a little bit definitely definitely yeah. well uh, i definitely want to talk about the experiences from the sona team yeah. um but how about we do that on another episode yeah no i absolutely Let's... the one thing we didn't talk about was the bar slam pr had oh, yes competition before pumped about that one glad you got the picture of it yep if if you want to see a picture of an epic bar slam head on over to the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club Instagram page. And it's one of the most recent posts there where I was plugging the ACBC Bar Slam, uh, Summer Bar Slam competition that we're hosting on Saturday, August 14th. Uh, and uh, it's it's quite the epic photo. You have to blow that up and frame it in your gym. Yeah, you know, I've started sending out autographed copies, but yeah, <laughs> I hadn't, hadn't bar slammed at a, at a meet before, but it was, uh, I don't know, it just came, I didn't plan on it beforehand. It just happened and... Um, but I was just pumped to finally get in the twenties there and in, in competition. So, yeah, you hit that and you also let all, let's go, you know, it's like, all right, the competition started now. Let's go. Yeah. yeah I was, I was ready to rock. So no, it was, it was a good day. Um, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad everybody did as well as they did, you know, Renee and Haley and shop and, and, uh, everybody on, on my team as well. So no, it was a, a fantastic day. You know, many great things were learned that we've talked about. You know, and I think it boils down to, you know, put in the time, put in the work, trust your team, trust your coach, trust yourself and your lifts and good things are going to happen. Right. Awesome. Well, Frank, I want to do another show uh, sometime soon so we yeah. can spend more time on the Sona crew and talk about that uh, just because we're uh, we're ready over probably 90 minutes here. So uh, I want to make sure that we get front and center to Sona crew and talk about all of them. That way we can talk about all of them individually too, because I think that would be fun. Yeah, no, it'll be a good show. So yeah, I'll be happy to hop on whenever. So that, that'll be uh, part two of the Capital District Open Recap. Um, and maybe I'll do a third one, talk about refing, which that's a whole other thing uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, Frank, where can people follow you, the gym, the team, list it all off? Um, yeah, you can follow me at, uh, at Frank underscore Ford underscore. Um, on Instagram, uh, you can follow the team over at Sona Weightlifting, S-O-N-A Weightlifting on Instagram as well. Um, and you can follow the gym at CrossFit Sona. Awesome. Well, definitely check that out. 
if you're in the Binghamton, New York, Southern tier, tri-state area, uh, go lift with Frank. Uh, Frank, what, what days do you guys lift where, where someone could come and lift with you? Um, right now. So we've got, um, we've got, uh, Wednesday nights, um, five 45. Um, and there's no real end time on Wednesday night. We kind of just go until we're done. So um, yeah. we're just there. And then, uh, Saturday mornings at eight 30, uh, teams in, and then I've got, a couple slots on Tuesday night and Thursday night um, where we, it's less uh, of a formal class and more of a, we just come in and, and do the program. So. Cool. Awesome. We'll definitely check that out. You know, uh, contact Frank on any of those channels and uh, maybe start lifting period or, you know, join the team out there. And then you could possibly come uh, lift at the uh, summer bar slam and be on Sona weightlifting. And if you're in the Albany, New York capital district area, you know, and you want to come lift with Shaf, Haley, Renee, and myself and Kat and everyone else on the team, uh, check out Albany CrossFit, uh, Albany CrossFit Barbell Club, both on Instagram. You can find me, James A. McDermott, and we'll get you set up and we'll start lifting and we'll have a good time together. And then uh, we'll keep adding to the photo book, if it will, of meets and photos and lifts and stuff. And make sure you follow the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram too. I am going to start posting on that again, eventually. Um, it's, it's, I'm putting it in my Google calendar, Frank, I need to start doing that again, but I, I have, reminder too. I literally have like, I'm closing in on 10 Instagram accounts uh, that I have to manage. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like how many Instagram accounts I have. I think I've, I think I'm up to four and I'm, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I, it's, you know, there was a point where I was like, I want to get rid of all my social media and not be on it. And yeah. I've gone completely the other way. It's, yeah. it's a problem now. Uh, yeah. anyways so i know i know we've uh we've got a handful of new members here so hopefully i've got some new names and faces for you come uh come august and uh you know for those of you listening uh, maybe you'll see them soon on the instagram page perfect awesome well frank thanks for coming on and uh we'll get together shortly here and do uh part two for the sauna weightlifting recap you got it man thank you awesome all right frank have a good night you too